So, I once watched a very famous violinist, whose name I won't mention, playing the last movement of Sibelius, and he did this. You see, before he played his bow, it was here, and then when he started, it was there. When I saw this, I thought, oh my, what a show off. I mean, we as violinists are totally egoless. Nice spot. Well, this violinist was a friend of mine, but I sincerely could not understand why he would fall to such a low level. Why did he need to show off that badly? And then, suddenly, it hit me. I mean, suppose he was doing it on purpose. Hmm. Suppose this was somehow helping him. Helping him to recreate the music that was in his head. Helping him to recreate the music that was in his ears. Well, it was then that I noticed that the bow speed going to the string was equal to the speed that his bow was going when it moved on the string. You see, the speed continued. It was then that I realized that the manner in which he approached the string was tied to the character of what he was going to play. This impressed me so much that I decided to try it myself. You see, I used to cue like this. Well, now I would try this new way of approaching to the string. And you know what? To my utter astonishment, it worked brilliantly. In other words, I didn't do it like this. I did it like this. So halfway through the rehearsal, I asked the other members of the quartet if they noticed anything in my cueing that was different. And they said, no. Okay, so that was it. I had realized that I was on the right path. I learned how to communicate with the others in my quartet through how I approached the string, not by how I bobbed around, you know, giving the cue. So this, this way of going to the string, or this new way, at least to me, of going to the string begs a question. How many ways can one go to the string? Well, off the cuff, I think, as many ways as you can imagine. Let's see. You could make a half circle like this. Or you could come from the bottom half of the circle, like this. You could even go beyond and come back. Here's something clever that a student of mine came up with, using tempo to establish bow speed, like this. One, two, three, four, one. You see, I'm using the upbeat to establish my bow speed. One, two, three, four, one. Or one, two, three, one. 
but careful. As I said before, what is critical is the speed as it will link up with the bow speed used in the music to be played. There is a relationship between the music you are trying to express and this gesture. So why don't we put this approach into action? Let's look at different pieces of music and see what kind of an impact this approach could have on it. Let's have a look at the first movement of Brahms' third sonata. This movement has, in my vision of things, a smoother start. So I would come to the string perhaps this way. Oh yes, I should explain that when one arrives to the string, the longer one waits before starting, the heavier the accent. So with the Brahms, starting almost immediately when the bow touches the string is probably the best idea to realize the kind of a start that I wanted. Let's see. I'm going to wait. I get more of an accent. I'm going to start. Just as I touch, I get less of an accent. So now suppose you want a grittier start. Well, as I said, you would wait longer. Tell you what, let's look at Grieg's third sonata, the first movement. Well, so far, all of these start on a down bow. But what about an up bow? Does this present another challenge? Perhaps a more difficult challenge? I mean, well, does your bow shake when you start an up bow? Or should I say, does it have the potential of shaking when you place the bow at the tip? Let's try this. Put the bow at the tip wait, release, and then go. Now to do this, it requires a good bit of timing, but it does work at keeping that bow from shaking. Okay, so why don't we look at Sarasate's Zagruner Weizen? I mean, there are so many ways you could start this. What about a smooth start? What about a rougher start? Or, let's see, what about Ravel's Zagan? So as you can see, all of this presents challenges of timing, understanding of trajectories, you know, those kinds of things. But my hope is that by exploring all of this, it will help you to an even better understanding, conceptualization to ways that you can create even better performances. My name is William Fitzpatrick and I am the Henry Tomianka Professor of Violin at the Hall Musco Conservatory of Music, which is located on the campus of Chapman University. I am as well director of the Musicare Young Artist Program. Take care. Ciao.